welcome to Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. I'm Emma. I'm Becky. And I'm Tash. Hi, girls. Hi. Becky, are you sure you're Becky? <laughs> she wasn't name. sure, was she? <laughs> she wasn't. Becky! I, I don't know if I'm like, sure? I'll pick it up, but I did have a little, I went, I'm Becky. <laughs> Wait, that, I mean, I'm assuming it picked it up because I picked it up. I was like, hmm, are you sure? <laughs> I forgot my name. <laughs> oh dear happy new year girls yeah, happy this is new the first, year. first time we've been recording since the new year let's hope it's a better one yeah yes because let's face it can't get fucking worse can it yeah well oh, no. is it is it emma is it the first time that we tried to record something or are you lying and did we actually try and record this yesterday and all my my internet went off and ruined everything <laughs> now okay maybe a little bit of a fib but i wouldn't say it ruined anything because me and tash had a lovely conversation while we were waiting for you oh, to sort it out such a great conversation and then when you came back we just continued chatting for hours and it was great so we yeah. didn't ruin it we just didn't podcast when we were supposed to yeah yeah i enjoyed our chat yesterday it was fun and it's a shame that we didn't record it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think we should have recorded it. <laughs> I think there's things about my life that people don't need to know. <laughs> uh, watch out for my personal podcast uh, coming soon to a podcasting channel near you. <laughs> yeah. Rated, uh, rated R, is it? Rated above 18. Is it rated R? <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what that should be rated. <laughs> we've actually had a really good week because we've got loads of new followers. So if you're listening, hello, new followers. We're really glad to have you. Thanks for showing an interest. Yeah. Hi, everyone. And uh, please don't hesitate to click follow um, and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts because it doesn't cost anything. It's uh, completely free. You'll get notifications every time we upload an episode and it does, um, it helps us out and helps us get out there a bit more. So that would be grand if you could do that. Yeah. And um, don't forget as well, if you have any creepy stories to share or any hometown murders, don't please uh, send them into us to our email address, uh, which is chillers.killers.pod, so P-O-D, uh, at gmail.com. That's chillers.killers.pod at gmail.com. I literally cannot wait to get an email. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please send us an email. I want a creepy story. Yeah. Oh, everyone's got them. Everyone has a creepy story. Yeah. Absolutely. And I want to hear them. And um, Tash is looking after our Instagram. So what's that, Tash? Um, you can follow us at SCSK underscore podcast on Instagram. And I try and upload as much as possible. You can DM me on there and you can just see what we're getting up to. Yeah. Just get involved, man. You know, that's what we want. We want people to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. 100% and Tash posts like all the when we talk about random stuff like I don't know amethysts <laughs> Tash, Tash is the one who will post the photos to our social media um, just so you know what we were talking about really yeah so and their cases it's and defi- stories mm. definitely worth giving us a follow uh, and a like and we're on Facebook as well you've just got to look up Spine Chillers and Serial Killers podcast and we're there so yeah 
Yeah. We're everywhere. There's no we escape. There's no escaping. Yeah. We're, we're and share. Share. Tell your friends if yeah, you're enjoying it. Share. Just share. Tell everybody about it. Yeah. Um, you don't realise how many friends that you have that are into true crime and creepy stories until you actually start speaking about it. I didn't realise that you two were that much into it. Into, well, Emma a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, I mean, no. I've always been a bit strange. I've never really hidden it. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie actually said to me, Maddie's my eldest daughter, she said, um, she said to me earlier, you're really creepy, aren't you, Mum? <laughs> she yeah, said, is, kid. <laughs> is that why you always dress in black? Because you're just, like, really creepy. I was like, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't as much now. It was worse. worse. It was more black and more a little bit of a gothy vibe before. Oh, you were really gothy, weren't you? Like, when we first all became friends. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the main reason I'm not anymore is two children and I would not fit in a corset anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or if I did, it would not be pretty, and I'm not um, subjecting anyone to that. I so, think you'd yeah. look awesome in a corset. Yeah, you would. So behave. No, def- definitely, uh, definitely not. But uh, hey, who knows? I don't know. At the minute, I rarely wear anything that's not leggings and a massive oversized jumper because that's just like mum I clothes. I mean, mum life, isn't it? Literally, mum life. Yeah, a comfortable life. Uh-huh. In one of those, and my hair's always up in one of those huge banana clips. You, you, do you remember yeah. those massive? They were really trendy, like late nineties, early two thousand. Those huge banana yeah. clips. Yeah, I get really upset when I lose my clip. Oh, that is annoying, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Should we start before we go off on too much of a tangent yeah. of talking about shit? Yeah. Yeah. Cool chat about hair bubbles. <laughs> yeah, hair bubbles and hair clips. We've... God, we're so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> It's your turn to start, Bex. Yep. All right then. This is um it, well again, it's it's a little bit of a hard hitter is this one when I when I was going through when I was doing all my notes and researching it I was about oh another one again again. It's uh makes me glad that I wasn't um a young woman in the eighties. I was minus. I was minus six when this came out. <laughs> All right, there's no need to no need to show off. No need, you weren't no you weren't nineteen in the eighties though. I definitely wasn't. No. Wasn't. So, but uh, yeah, it does feel like the really like renowned horrendous serial killers were all like late seventies and eighties. Yeah, I think a lot of them were, uh, and I think it, those were in the years as well that. They managed to eventually catch a lot of them because the evidence was kept better, and then DNA mm. came around in is it nineties yeah. that 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 came out. Um, so a lot of the older murders managed to get solved in the end because of DNA. But I do think as well, if a, if a serial killer was as sloppy now as what they were back then, they'd just they be found. They, they, yeah, they wouldn't even almost wouldn't have chance to be a serial killer because they'd be found out really quickly. Well, one would hope, anyway. Yes, yes. Right, so this story is based in Tampa, Florida. And uh, so it was in 1984, the 13th of May. Two teenage boys. Tam- what, go on. Tampa always makes me think of... Did you guys ever play Super Mario? No. Yeah. 
Did you? Were there like cactus monsters in Super Mario called Tampers? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what they're called. I kind of want to Google it. It reminds me of Tampora prawns. That's what I was thinking of when you say Tampa. <laughs> Tampora porn? Prawns, yeah. Isn't that oh, I thought you said porn as in porn porn. <laughs> <laughs> Get your head out of the gutter. Um, oh, that's after our conversation no. last night, that. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking hey. about. Oh <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, no, it's called a pokey apparently, so I don't know what I'm on about. <laughs> oh, this has been insightful. Okay, over to you. Yeah. Have you heard of heard of um, pokey porn? <laughs> pokey porn. Isn't all porn pokey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my anyway, god. Back girls. to the story. No. no. <laughs> I'm not doing this now. Right. So the story starts like this. Two teenage boys go out for a walk in the early evening in a field near the I-75 motorway, which is south of Tampa, Florida. Florida. They notice a bad smell in the air. And like most teenage teenage boys and teenagers, they go and investigate, which uh, leads them closer to like a ditch grassy area. They look down this like ditch and they see something down there covered in bugs and they realise that it's not an animal, which is what they thought it was going to be, but it was a nude body of a woman. Uh-oh. Yeah. And so, so it begins. Yes. <laughs> they ran to their parents' house, who quickly called law enforcement, who came to the scene and, and secured it. They found that the body was face down, with her hands tied behind her back and a noose round, wound three times around her neck. That's intense. That's not it? fucking yeah. about that. Is it's it? overkill, yeah. They estimated she had been there for about three days, but this being Florida, it's really hot, and uh, the Florida sun and insects had done their damage. The victim was pretty decomposed, for for just being out three days. They found her to have been severely severely beaten as well as um as well as everything else. She had been sexually assaulted, so raped. And then also the horrible the, not the horrible, but one of the just makes for shock value, she they um whoever had done it had broken her hips and posed the body in a like a shocking way. It what like the fuck? Put, yeah, broken her hips and put her legs so they're spread out like straight as if she was doing the splits. That's fucking oh, that's, yeah. Oh, that is horrible. Yeah, Arthur, it was just for shock factor, apparently, they said. So, what, like her legs were out, what, like completely horizontally? L- like a T, yeah. Oh, no, I don't like that. No. Why do people. Like, obviously, I get they're weird because they're a killer anyway, but what the fuck? I know. I mean, these people are, like, severely sick. I mean, the mind yeah. boggles. Yeah. I think for, like, a, a normal, like, kind of a normal, normal serial killer. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. It for, just, it's, yeah. You can't fathom it. You can't. No. 
They're like animals. I mean, that's even... No. Mm. Even animals don't behave like that. I don't know. They're like demons. Yeah. yeah. And it's just that one step further, isn't it? She was dead and then they he goes and does that and to, like, display that's her. That's the thing. I think, do you know what? Like, you want to kill someone. Who am I to judge? No, but... no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely judge. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like... Look, obviously I'm going to judge you but I feel like can't we just kill them and then leave them why are we doing weird shit because they're sick no I'd rather them not be killed and they just go and kill themselves if they have this or just go and get some sort of help if they're having some sort of mental problem or mental break but yeah I know what you mean it's just just that one one step further that was unnecessary just like stomach churning. I yeah. mean, the, yeah. And I think it's another way to like degrade the woman as well. Is that the word? Yeah. Degrade. degrade yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Anyway, they an autopsy was done and they found the cause of death to be strangulation. From the nooses. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And um, they found these little fibres on her, like red from like a a cheap car, red carpet. So they found them. Anyway, they they eventually managed to uh, identify her. The, The doctor that did the autopsy said that he thought that she was Asian, but couldn't really tell because of how decomposed she was. But they managed to match her up with a missing persons report and they managed to identify her as Neon T. Long or or Lana Long, as she liked to be called. She was a um, 19-year-old, like, local. She worked, yeah, she worked as a dancer. But then, so she, I think she was an exotic dancer. Uh, And then also, which in the 80s, I just think, it kind of made the police think, oh, well, she doesn't matter as much. Yeah. And then they also discovered that she had drug problems, which, again, they would have just put it down to a risky lifestyle. Uh, but they did look into it, but then the trail went cold pretty quickly. Two weeks later, a so only two weeks later, a construction worker came across another body, again, near a highway, uh, but this time on, like, a lover's lane. The scene was oddly familiar. She was found on her back, wrists bound behind her back again, the rope around her neck three times, and she had been stabbed with a knife and she did have blunt force trauma and she just had a T-shirt on. Was that where her uh, legs, where had her hips been broken in the same they, way? No, they didn't say, no, this one hadn't been posed like the last one. No. But she was still mostly nude. They managed to get several prints at the scene a hair was found on the body, a barefoot footprint, and more t- and tire tracks. Oh, they're getting they're getting good stuff. Yeah. yeah, I must have missed a whole line of what I was said that they found at the scene earlier. But they found tire tracks at the scene earlier as well, the one before two weeks ago, and the, okay. one of the tire tracks had like one of the wheels was worn in a certain way. That was a bit strange, and mm-hmm. they found they would eventually match it up to this one. This time, right. she'd only been bed, uh, dead for 12 hours and she would later be identified as Michelle Denise Sims, who was 22 and she was a sex worker. Oh, my God. 
They're babies. So young, isn't it? Yeah. So June 8th, same year, Elizabeth Ludenbach went for a walk and never came back. She was a shy, blonde girl and she wasn't the same. She um, didn't fit the same profile. You know, she wasn't a sex worker. She wasn't a dancer. But she wouldn't be found until weeks later after she disappeared. And she was pretty decomposed when they found her, but they managed through autopsy to find that she'd been strangled as well. Another body was found on the 7th of October that was dead for literally a week, lying, strangled and shot in the head. Oh God. Uh, she ended up to be called Chanel Devon, Devon Williams, who was 18. What was that name oh again, God, Becky? So Ch- Chanel Williams. What was no? There was a middle. There was a middle one, but it's spelled D E V O U N. Devon. 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 I don't know. Devon. Oh, how the tables have turned! I don't know. How do you? How does one pronounce the name? So she was only eighteen, baby, and then another fifth body was found. Oh my God! Who was twenty-eight? She was killed in October. So, so far, there's two in May, one in June, two in October so far. So, yeah, so that was two weeks later. She was a known sex worker. And all of these will eventually be linked. And the fact that they all had these red fibres on them as well, as well as similar ways that they've been killed. Then we get to the 31st of October. Kimberly Kyle Hops, who was 22, was found by a 70-year-old man. Similar circumstances again. The 6th of September, Virginia Lee Johnson was found. On the 11th of November... Oh, my God. Kim Marie Swan, who was 21, was also found. Yeah. But before the last one that I mentioned was found, in the early hours of November 3rd, 1984, 17-year-old Lisa McVeigh was blindfolded as she was walking her uh, riding her bike home from work here she was taken bundled in a car and then taken to this man bobby joe long's house uh, his apartment even she knew what was happening with the blindfold and she was trying to look without without being seen trying to just look back look through the blindfold, try and figure out where she is, try and stay as conscious as possible and try not to panic. She was just instantly went in survival mode. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. When he got her out of the car and up into his apartment, he kept her there for over 26 hours. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, that's such a long time. Yeah, where he repeatedly raped her. What a piece of shit. He basically kept her as a slave for 26 hours. Aware of the danger that she was in, she was still blindfolded as well throughout the whole time. So she was aware of what situation she was in. And like I said, she's gone into survival mode and she reported that she left as many fingerprints, like not DNA because it wasn't out then, but fingerprints, things of hers... She dropped, I think I think they said, uh, like a beret or something of hers on the floor and rolled oh, it under the well bed done, to prove that she'd been there. Yeah. 
and I think he had the TV at one point. She could tell where in the room the TV was. And eventually he warmed to her and stopped called, calling her things like bitch because apparently he was just... Uh, vile. Insulting her and everything, being absolutely vile in every way possible. And then he stopped calling her bitch and started calling her babe. Oh. He dozed off after a while. And then when he woke up, he said that he trusted her because she could have tried to escape. He decided to release her. He took her in his car and just dropped her off somewhere. Oh, my God. That's so weird. Yeah. I mean, like, great. Absolutely. so weird. Yeah, I think whatever... She apparently just spoke to him calmly, as calm as possible. Just tried to keep him from getting angry, I suppose. And then, um, so she wasted no time straight to the police. Yes. Um, Yeah. So she managed to get a little bit of a look at him in the end. She described him as white, mid-30s. He had a deep voice, brown hair, about an inch long, a short moustache. Small ears, good teeth, slightly overweight, but a bit feminine, apparently. Okay, okay. Yeah. While she was with the police still, because they kept her in a while, obviously getting her um, report in and getting as much evidence as possible, because they were obviously aware that there's a serial killer around, he had already moved on to his next victim. Oh, my God. Yeah. He doesn't hang around, does he? Nope. So, Bobby Joe, he managed to get a woman into his car. Apparently, she willingly got into his car. He he must have offered her a lift or something like that. He tried to assault her, and then she resisted a little bit too hard. So, he strangled her in his car and then proceeded to drive around Florida, around Tampa, with the body in the front seat. Oh, my God, what a creep. I know. Seriously. What, just acting like she was asleep? I suppose so. No one said anything. No one... He even stopped to fill up his car with petrol. Yeah, so he would have been stopped then. People just must have thought that she was asleep. And uh, eventually he just dumped her in the countryside. So he didn't even, like, like, he didn't rape her or anything. He just killed her. Yeah, I think she, I don't know what happened, not blaming her for this, but I think she just put up too much of a fight, was not having taken any of his shit and didn't realise who she was dealing with. Yeah. And he would later go on to say that he just got more and more sloppy because he just didn't care anymore, which yeah. is why but he let also, Lisa he'd go. he'd obviously got away with it, Yeah, so he thought. Yeah. Thought he was invincible. Yeah. Has a... Meanwhile, Lisa's still with the police. She provided investigators with information on his home, car, the time period uh, in which she heard him use an ATM machine. Mm-hmm. And then also she was linked to these murders with carpet fibres that were found was found on her clothing. The police went to, I suppose, all the local ATM machines and identified who'd used them at that time. Uh, She knew what area she was in, roundabout, compared to where he kidnapped her from. And she gave the police as well a rough estimate on where the apartment block was. 
but it's all hard to do with a with a blindfold. I think she did absolutely great to do as much as she did. Yeah. And it this eventually linked Bobby Joe to these murders. So they the police first come up to him and ask him a few questions saying that there's been a few robberies in the area and they managed to get his details and they looked into him a little bit more and uh yeah that's when they matched him up to the ATM machine and they took him in for questioning and at the time of his catcher he was wanted in three Tampa Bay area jurisdictions where investigators had collected multiple forms of forensic evidence including clothing carpet fibers rope knots and uh, biological matter okay well they got hair and they got his tire tracks, like semen and stuff i don't like the word semen <laughs> it makes semen? me feel sick when i say it <laughs> so he was when they did arrest him, which was on September November sixteenth, so about a couple of days after he murdered the last his last victim, uh, he was charged with sexual battery and kidnapping of Lisa. Okay. He signed a formal Miranda waiver. You know the thing where you sign where where you consent to questioning without a lawyer at first. Yeah. And after the detectives managed to get him to confess for for Lisa's case, their questioning focused on a series of unsolved sexual battery homicides in the Tampa Bay area as well. So when it started moving to more what he saw as more serious offences, because this was the 80s and all really he had done is kidnapped and murdered, not murdered, and raped Lisa, which wasn't, it was a big deal, but it also wasn't. You didn't really get the big sentences for that and so once they got onto the question about the murders he said I'd rather not answer that so then the he just yeah (laughs) he just kind of clammed up a little bit and uh, understandably and the detectives continued the interrogation and they handed him photographs of the various murders and at this point, Bobby Joe stated the complexion of things have sure have changed since you came back into the room. I think I might need an attorney. No okay. shit, Sherlock. Yeah. It always baffles me that criminals think they're going to be able to defend themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, just get a lawyer, hun. But, it's free. Yeah. It's offered to you. But, you know, you know, when you say, I want a lawyer or I need an attorney, that's it. They're not allowed to question you anymore until you get it. That's it. And interview mm-hmm. over until your lawyer arrives. But, I mean, I, I bet they were kind of angry that they think they definitely got their man. So what they did is no attorney was provided. And they continued their questioning, which is illegal. You're not allowed to do that. Oh no! Oh, really? Yeah, is this gonna backfire? So you can see where this is going. <laughs> this is gonna bloody backfire. Yeah. So the police fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Wankers. Because they continued their questioning, and then he eventually confessed to eight murders in Hillsborough County and one murder in Pasco County. I think that's how you pronounce that. 
fibre evidence analysis by the FBI linked Long's vehicle to most of his victims. But it actually came out that this was the wasn't the only crimes that he had been committing. Oh. He had busy guy. Yeah. He <laughs> Does was he have a job. <laughs> he was actually known as a rapist that was had been pretty well known by the police. Um not not they didn't know who he was, but he was called the classified ad rapist. And what it was is it started in about nineteen eighty one. So he started murdering in eighty four. And so this he's was building in eighty one. Yeah. He committed at least fifty rapes as the classified ad rapist. Oh my uh, god. Like seriously. 50. Yeah. Like when has he got time to do that? I don't know. What he did was, you know, a bit like our version of Facebook Marketplace was in the paper before when he's yeah. wanted to sell something, you put it in the paper. So he'd go around, he'd often uh, ring up and like make an appointment, wait, make a so that he'd come around at the typical hours that they, he'll know that the husband is out at work. So and, he's turning up to buy their table and chairs. Yeah. And then he's banging them. Yeah. And then he, yeah, uh, violently rapes uh, the women. If he got there and the husband happened to be home, he'd just make some fumbly excuse about not wanting, he'd just make out that he didn't like it, or it's not like what I thought it was going to be, or, or it's too expensive. You know, he'd just play it cool. You know, people are allowed what to change their mind. Shit. Yeah. He, uh, but they must have had a physical description of this guy, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. But he kind of in the eighties. I think a lot of people were had brown hair and a mustache. <laughs> you know, I just think that that's kind everyone of a blanket thing for 80s. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so what he'd do is he'd go around to their house. Found if the woman was alone, he usually asked to use the bathroom. He'd take out a rape kit with him consisting of um like rope and and everything just to so that he can it makes it easier for him and yeah he usually raped and then robbed them what a fucking weirdo yeah he actually Honestly. in 1981 he was convicted of raping and robbing a woman he did everything in his power because he's not stupid apparently he's got quite he's he's quite crafty and reasonably intelligent he did everything in his power to slow everything down so that the victim had eventually run out of money so he was actually convicted for rape in 1981 but requested a new trial which was fucking granted and then the woman just dropped the charges later on i was just thinking that she, she just, just couldn't didn't want to go for it anymore she couldn't afford the legal charges yeah i think that and also i suppose it's it's not very nice and it's you know, having to relive it every time it goes to trial. Yeah. So it got dropped. Yeah, so that got dropped. This guy's a so monster. he was never convicted. He's a fucking monster. Hillsborough County State Attorney's Office and Public Defender's Office in Hillsborough County reached a plea bargain deal with Long where he would plead guilty on September the 24th, 1985 to the eight homicides and abduction and rape of Lisa McVeigh, receiving 26 life sentences without the possibility of parole. Thanks, so for that's that. Yes, yeah, so that's 24 concurrent. 
concurrent. concurrent. Something's going to go wrong, isn't it? Because <laughs> of the way they interviewed him. Yeah. And then two to run consecutively <laughs> to the first 24. And seven life sentences with with the possibility of parole after 25 years. So I don't really... I, I never used to understand why that's overkill, you know, 26 life sentences without the possibility of parole and then seven more with the possibility of parole. But the reason they do that is sometimes they, there's retrials, there's certain evidence that might pop up that will have to, like, they can eventually take off things. That's why yeah. they do that. Because when you hear the people that are oh, that they've been sentenced to 150 years, no one's going to live that long. But this is the reason why, in case anything else pops up. The state wanted to seek the death penalty for the murder of Michelle Sims in July 1986. That, not, that was not when she was murdered. That was when they were seeking the death penalty. Uh, he was found guilty and was sentenced to die in Florida's electric chair. Although long... I mean, it couldn't, um, it couldn't happen, yeah. to, happen to a nicer bloke, really, could it? Yeah. <laughs> and... At least in Florida, if you fuck up in Florida, they still have the death penalty now, don't they? Isn't it one of the few that still have it? I don't know. Yeah. So, although Long confessed to raping and killing women, his confession was thrown out. Confession was thrown out of court, and his trial proceeded straight to the to the penalty phase, which was possible in the 1980s. And in 1985, he received the death penalty... He was convicted and appealed his first-degree murder conviction and death sentence for crimes committed in Hillsborough County. He appealed his first-degree murder conviction and the death and the sentence of death in Virginia of, of Virginia Johnson. And then on appeal, his death sentence was vacated, his conviction reversed, and his case remanded back to trial court with the directions to enter like an order of acquittal for Virginia Johnson's murder. On February 24th, 1999, he accused the council, the Capital Collateral Collateral Regional Council. What date was that? 1999. So it's quite a while. So he'd been a while in prison. Oh, so uh, long he was after. just trying. He what he was doing? He was trying to eventually chip away at the death penalty. What he got death penalty and uh, and life sentences for? That's what he was trying to eventually chip away at because of how he confessed. Yeah. So he accused the agency of running a death pool and basically just wanted him wanted him to die. We, um, we, we kind of agree, mate. We all want you yeah. to die. Long was trying to appeal his sentences and especially the death sentences, but they didn't, uh, it didn't work. So ultimately he was executed by a lethal injection on the 23rd of April, 2019. Oh my God, that's really... So I find this really baffling about like the death penalty, that they are in prison for so long before they're then killed because surely the whole point of the death penalty is that they're not bleeding resources. It's it's so hard, though, because you've got to be so sure and you can't just, like, strip somebody of every single, you know, legal right that they have. 
So he had every right to drag it out and, you know, as anybody probably would, it's understandable. And if you think about it, Tash, the fact that he was sat in prison for all those years, knowing that at any given point, because after what I gather, it's like they just tell you, right, it's your time tomorrow kind of thing. Right. So at any given given point, he's going to die. I mean, that must be pretty horrendous and completely deserved. And... I think that's worse than actually just cutting him off and killing him straight away. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely. I mean, make them suffer and then kill them, great. But, like, resources-wise, like, who's paying for that? Well, taxpayers. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the death penalty anyway. But I mean, in this in this case, it seemed there was there wasn't a shadow of the shadow of a doubt, so they could have just got on with it. Yeah, yeah. And I just realised that I said the wrong date. It's the twenty third of May, nineteen uh, twenty nineteen. It was still um, like twenty nineteen, which is a fucking yeah. long time after he sat in prison for a long time. Literally just yeah. before the pandemic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Madness. His um, final meal was roast beef, bacon, French fries, and soda. Oh. And he ate, yeah. Well, not all mixed in a bowl. I assume the soda was in a glass. No, I get that, but just a weird yeah. combo. <laughs> just, just like a big smoothie, like liquefied. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. slide that down. But Delicious. the thing is, he had to eat that at 9.30 in the morning. Ooh. I wouldn't be ready for roast beef at 9.30 in the morning. What That's too your, much meat for me. What would your death row meal be? I really like um, like a typical English like roast dinner oh, with like Yorkshire yeah, puddings same. and loads of gravy. Same. Like decent roast potatoes and stuff. Like all the, like a Christmas dinner. I think that'd be me. But like a home Or like thing. a really, really decent, really like decent burger and chips yeah you know and fries um with a coke uh yeah i think yeah i always i always have coke with food barely ever wine yeah yeah emma i don't know i'm thinking about it i don't know maybe spaghetti carbonara nice maybe spaghetti carbonara with parmesan yeah i do like spaghetti carbonara I'm trying to think what my favourite meal is, but it's, I don't know. There's there's so much food that I like eating. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Oh, and a Cadbury's chocolate bar for dessert. Yeah, it, yeah you'd have to have a bit. I'd have to have a bit of Cadbury's. I do love love that. <laughs> oh. What about you? Um, I, <laughs> I sound so pretentious. What a dick. But I'd have Arancini. What fuck's Arangini? Oh my god, it's like the dog's bollocks, right? So it's, <laughs> it's... what hairy and hairy and not not appealing at to all. It's a bit sweaty. Well, fun fact, it is actually a ball. So it's um rice balls that you so you can have like different types. So like uh you can have duck arancini or you could have like uh spinach and mushroom arancini. So it's like, essentially it's risotto, which is then moulded into a ball, rolled in breadcrumbs and deep fried. But it's so delicious. Mm, that sounds really nice. It's really, really yummy. Um, so I'd have arancini and then I, as like a starter. Um, I mean, I'll go three courses here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I think um, we might as well drag it out as long as possible. <laughs> and then I'd have like... I didn't realise we, we could do this. I assumed it was one meal no, and that's it. I'm going all in. Um, no, sh- and then I'd have like steak, like fillet steak with peppercorn sauce, um, uh, like chips and uh, all the trimmings. And then I would have a cheese board for dessert. Cheese board. I was actually hesitating between just a really nice, fresh, warm baguette with some really nice cheese. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who the fuck I am. Like, I'm... <laughs> yeah, I'm all them taxpayers' money going on your fucking meal. No, I'd like a gourmet meal, please. And I'd like wine to accompany. Oh, that changes with every course. You posh bitch. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, and then you'd be like, no, this one's corked. I, I'm not drinking this vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind screw top wine, okay? <laughs> I like that we're all so different. I know. I wouldn't say no to any of them, though. I do love a bit of pasta. I do love a bit oh, of everything. Oh, yeah, pasta is life, isn't it? Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I really want to go and ask Noah, uh, my husband now what, what his last meal would be. <laughs> It'd probably be his Christmas meal, but because it's French, there's a lot of, like, seafood, shellfish and stuff. I thought you said feces. I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, what is the Christmas meal at Noel's mum's? It's um, prawns and stuff like that, like, dipped in, like, homemade mayo. And then, like, avocado cut in half with mayonnaise and, like, uh, there's a lot of mayonnaise in the beginning mm-hmm. and then like a gumbo spicy prawn thing that's really nice oh yeah and then they have snails i don't have snails, snails yes it's very french and i mean then, just um, a lot of effort for not a lot as well yeah a lot of it is the starters but the actual main meal is usually like something like like a bird on like not turkey but like a smaller like a large chicken thing what, what is, is that? It a chicken chapel? thing. Sha- what's that called? Is that a sh- chapel? It's chapel. Chapel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like a, a big chicken, it... isn't it? Yeah, it's like a speciality bird. Yeah. Uh, they a speciality have that, bird. and they're just like with. Yeah. It's a speciality bird. <laughs> what well, you? <laughs> they're like a chicken, but special. They have like. They don't really come it's out not of Christmas, a... don't they? Like upper class yeah. chicken just walking around. <laughs> yeah. the farmyard like fuck you guys hats. i'm it's a speciality middle class, middle class poultry like if i <laughs> if i was a chicken i'd be a chapon <laughs> oh babes i'd be a quail <laughs> <laughs> anyway should we quail, the quails are posh and they're not fish <laughs> they're not yeah. fish or whales yeah, I've just realised that I missed out a whole little section, but just a- introducing him, basically, when when I first, first said his name, I'd sort of like put a little star saying, go down to the bottom. And you didn't. And then I didn't. And why didn't I just copy and paste? Why didn't I do that? Oh, there you go. But anyway, it was just to uh, introduce him a little bit more to, to but we don't really want to hear more we about the piece of shit. We don't care. Yeah. He's it sick, was just yeah. to say when he was born and stuff. It just flowed a bit better. You know how I was talking about flow yesterday? It would have worked better, but it doesn't matter. He's a piece of shit and he's now dead. And he's dead. You see, I thought that was going to go a whole different way. I thought you were going to say, like, 
They realised that the interrogation um, had been done illegally, so all charges were dropped and he was free to go. Well, his <laughs> confession was thrown out of court, but it didn't go against them because they it just went straight to sentencing and they went for the death penalty. So, yeah. It, so, it... it, it, it it did. It kind of went for them in a in in a way, which is it's still a bit worrying because some people are wrongly convicted. Yeah. So that that was a little worrying, and I do think if it happened now, they've have, they would have had to have thrown out a well. There was a lot of evidence against him. Yeah. And then there was like there was lots of other things that are side bits and stuff. The fact that the lab and the person at the SBI, FBI that was looking at these fibres he later became um, was put under scrutiny for being not a fake expert but kind of just a shit one it, it, it was hard to link fibres are hard to work with you know I think he, he got sued for things in other, in other cases I think they were a little bit sloppy with evidence and stuff but it looks it looks to be that this one, uh, well, he admitted it anyway. It definitely was him. Good. So, so that's yeah. good. Because so there was I, all this other stuff. I recently found out, I can't remember what the percentage is, but there is a huge amount of people that are sat on death row that are innocent. Yeah, especially if they're not white. Maybe. You know, I just yeah. think people well, of colour. That's why our friend Kim K gets involved, doesn't it? Who? Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. She gets involved. Oh, yeah. She in like. All stuff like this when people are falsely accused. Yeah. Well, if, if, I mean, there are a few statistics about and stuff, but when it does become, come to people of colour, it's just a whole different ball game kind of thing. It's just, they just don't get as much help uh, with their cases and it's just, uh, oh, it's the brown person. They don't, you know, I don't know, it's just, Especially if it's against uh, like a white person, it just never really goes in their favour at all. And uh, there's so many, so many innocent people. Sat in Is prison. it the Innocence Project? Yeah, um, yeah. And then all these people as well that were caught on like with a little bit of drugs on them, and they're in prison. I just don't. I don't get that now. I don't know why they just don't let them all out. Yeah, it's different if you were a dealer compared to if you just were caught with it in your pocket. Have you heard of the anyway. uh, the Memphis Three? Have you heard no. of them? Well, long story short, it's basically three guys at the time they were teenagers. They were a bit gothy, you know, a bit like into metal and, you know, listened to like Metallica and wore black clothes and, you know, they were a bit edgy. Yeah. Yeah. And three uh, little lads got murdered uh, it was really horrible. I think they were like eight, eight or nine. These little lads, and anyway, the, because this was like a small, very religious town, these three guys would just everybody just thought it was them. So everything was kind of fabricated around it being these these three teenagers, and yeah. they got sent. To, they got sent to prison. One of them was on death row, and they were in prison for like nineteen years. And they hadn't done it. They were innocent. So did they find out who did it? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think they ever found out who did it. But they've been released now. But they, you know, that's nineteen years of their lives gone. And one of them, he was the one that was on death row, was just in hell because you know everybody else thought he was a a little boy murderer and rapist. 
So, you know, he got the living shit beat out of him and like, the guard. What happens, though? Do they get compensation when they come out? No, I don't think they get anything because I think somehow the it got covered so that they couldn't really sue them or do I, I don't know all the details but you'll have to do that one at one point uh becky the the yeah. memphis three um because it's yeah. it's really interesting but oh it's so sad because you just think well that you know that could be me i was a gothy teenager yeah yeah and it's sad as well like in regards to the parents of the child that's died because obviously they still haven't got justice for their child. No. Yeah. So, like, there's so many victims in that situation. Oh, yeah, terrible. It's t- And actually, it was celebrities that got involved. I know Johnny Depp was involved. I think it was Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was involved in getting this these lads oh, really? um, out of prison. Yeah. I've heard of them, but I just didn't know what they'd apparently done. I know. I, like, definitely heard of it, but no, I can't remember. No, it's really, um, really interesting. Did they actually find who did it? No. I think there's very strong suspicions of who did it, but no, I don't think anybody's... I think it's like 19 years later, that person could be dead. Yeah. Depending on what, how old they were, or it could be completely at the other side of the country. Mm. I mean, in that, that, in that case, it was such a massive fuck-up, and it was so blatantly obvious that it wasn't these three guys, but because one of them confessed, because you know, police manipulation and he wasn't particularly very bright and, you know, he, he just thought that if he said what they wanted that him to say that he'd get to go home. Yeah. Yeah. And um, also the, the way of um, policing, whereas now they don't do it as much now. Before they used to make up a theory, make up a theory, find a theory that they think fit and then they'd find evidence to prove that. Yeah. Rather than collecting all of the evidence and then coming up with a theory. Yeah. Um, or theories on what could happen. So the first way, that's just a, such a dangerous way of policing because, I don't know, you might not like the look of someone, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that they're a murderer or a rapist or anything. No, exactly. I, I mean, they had right. them down as being, like, devil worshippers and it was all, like, ritualistic and devil sacrifice and all this you know just because they were wearing like a metallica a metallica t-shirt and they had you know black hair and maybe a bit of eyeliner yeah yeah and this um it's like a witch yeah. hunt yeah well this uh guy that i've just done he doesn't look like well he's got a weird he's got a weird moustache gotta admit people with moustaches like always a little bit weird but not like weird as in like he was a monster well, I but think that's a great know what I mean. I'll send you a picture because there are weirdos with moustaches. Yeah, but he kind of. But I think in the eighties, it was just a lot of people did. He yeah. looks like a typical eighties dad. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and then in his older years, he just had like full head of hair, but like silver, and he just looked like I don't know Ron from HR. I don't know. Yeah. And he just looks completely normal. You know, you kind of get these images of what murderers and rapists look like, and they don't, they'd often look the most dangerous ones, they look normal. Yeah. yeah. Or what you'd see as well, look what at, you'd look interpret at like as normal. Ted Bundy. I mean, mm. Ted Bundy doesn't look like a monster, did he? Oh, he freaks me out because I know who he, he is, and I know he is evil. But yeah, I know what you mean. If I saw him in, in town, he wouldn't 
cross the road, would you? No, no, he's not the kind of person that you would be afraid of because he looked he looked creepy. He didn't look creepy, but uh, that just makes he's it not so good much looking worse. though. Some yeah, so many people are like oh he was good looking. He's not. He's freaky. He's creepy looking. But maybe I think, for the time he was good looking. Like I, yeah. I think on like serial killer scale, you know, he's not like, oh yeah horrendously. But also our ideal of what's good looking now is completely different to what it was in Ted Bundy mm. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer, he he freaks me out. He looks weird. He looks like a, a serial killer. Yeah. I think I think as well it's just because we've grown up knowing that they are serial killers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know who John Wayne Gacy is? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, he... Yeah, he's awful. Yeah, looking. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, that's my story for this week. Oh, thanks, Bex. Thank that you, Becky. Good one. Good. I've never yeah. heard Sorry of I him. I kept losing my place. Um, never heard of him at all. Never heard that one before. I think I'd heard of it. I remember the classified ads rapist. I remember that part because when I got to it, I was like, oh. Mm, no, it yeah. doesn't, doesn't ring any bells, but what a piece of shit. And he completely got what he deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the reason I forgot to say this in, but I didn't, I don't think it really brings much else to the story. Um, the reason why he looked feminine was because he actually had an extra chromosome that was an X chromosome. Right. So he had like female, a female chromosome in there. Oh. But he was male. Uh, but that that's what gave him feminine kind of features. Hmm. Who knew but that? He does look like a man. Yeah. I can see a little bit of feminine. Before he has his moustache, I can kind of see it. But once he... He couldn't have been that feminine because he still managed to grow like a decent moustache. Yeah, yeah. Unless he covered it in, coloured it in with a bit of mascara. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's my guess. Oh, wow. Well, thanks, thanks for that. Sorry for depressing you all, but we got justice in the end. Yeah, it, it well, yeah, it's just so many, he killed so many people, and all those people he raped as well, I mean, it's just, oh. So quick, like, two weeks, every two weeks almost, he yeah. was doing it. Busy guy. Yeah. yeah. Just, well, it's frightening, isn't it? But that's why we do what we do, because we like to be frightened. Yeah. Right, my story hopefully is going to go <laughs> okay. I'm suffering from vertigo at the minute, so typing was extremely difficult, so I used the dictation option. Okay. Uh, so it yeah. hasn't... <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't always written down what I said, and naively, I thought, oh, I'll be fine, I know what I said, you know. But obviously when you're reading something... <laughs> I might come out with a completely random word that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. But <sighs> it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about Alcatraz. <gasps> yes. Have you heard Alcatraz? of Alcatraz? Alcatraz, prison. yeah. It's a prison. Yeah. Well, it's an island where a prison is. Yeah, was, it's an yeah. island that's a prison. Yeah. Right. Okay. Please don't yeah. laugh at me. Is this something to do with Harry Potter? it could be loosely based on 
Hey, Alcatraz. it does sound similar though, doesn't it? It does. It I does. Think that's an right. island, isn't it? So for somebody that's not banging to Harry Potter, and for somebody that is <laughs> learning a lot about ghosts and death and, and the murders, world. yeah, yeah, like I think a fair comment, okay? Yeah. Somebody left because it was adorable. It, it was brilliant. But for someone yeah. who isn't into Harry Potter, you seem to talk about Harry Potter a lot. No. No. That's because the children. reunion was on and that's all we've I been seeing it. on telly. No, I haven't watched it because it doesn't bother me, but my children really enjoy Harry Potter. So Fair they enough. bring it up a lot, okay? Okay, so now I'm going to have to try and get through this entire story without saying Azkaban instead of Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for that. Sounds <laughs> <was> about that. <laughs> so, a haunting in Azkaban, Alcatraz. <laughs> when you said Alcatraz, I was like, albatross? That's a bird. <laughs> it, it is a bird. It is yeah. a bird. Actually, not completely uh, irrelevant. You'll see in a minute. Ooh. Ba, ba, ba. Okay, Good so... segue there. Yeah. I know. As always with my stories, we're going to have to start with a bit of a history lesson. And I've tried to keep it short and sweet and not too complicated. I like history lessons. Well, it's not a history podcast and, you know, I don't want to... People want the ghosts, don't they? That's what they want. But every day is a but school day. But for the ghosts, generally, you have to have a bit of nasty history. You have to have a bit of nasty history behind it. So, thousands of years ago, before Alcatraz was discovered and taken over and whatnot, and Lord Voldemort. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop now. <laughs> Native Americans believed the island to be inhabited by evil spirits. And as severe punishment for violations of tribal law, Indians were sometimes isolated on the island or even banished for life to live among the evil spirits. So from the get-go, it's not a great place. Okay. So the first European to document the islands of San Francisco Bay was Spanish naval officer and explorer Juan Manuel. During the Spanish rule of California, he charted San Francisco Bay in 1775 and he named the island La Isla de los Alcatraz, which actually means Island of Pelicans, because apparently there was loads of pelicans on the island. So that's where it got its name. But even back then, people went on it and they were like, this place sucks. It's got such shitty energy. Yeah. They just, they they described it as a just a bad place. And I think it is just like a massive rock. There's nothing particularly welcoming about it. And it's cold and the water around it's freezing and it's got very strong currents and it's just, it's just not very pleasant. It's not singing Destination Holiday. No, no, not yet. Anyway, <laughs> where is it based in? In um, did you say it was? It's in the San Francisco Bay. All right, okay. I thought it was higher. So then the records show that it had a pri- that, that the island had a private owner called Julian Workman, to whom it was given by the Mexican governor. Pio Pico in June of 1846, with the understanding that workman, workman, 
would build a lighthouse on it. <gasps> so at this point, it was Mexican. He's then given the island to Julian Workman and said, can you please build a lighthouse on it? Yeah. And then later in 1846, acting in his capacity as military governor of California, John C. Fremont bought the island for $5,000 in the name of the United States government. Okay. So now it's American. $5,000 for an island. But back then, that was probably a shit ton of money, to be fair. I bet it was, yeah. In 1850, President Millard Fillmore ordered that Alcatraz Island be set aside specifically um, for the United States military reservation for military purposes based upon the US acquisition of California from Mexico following the Mexican-American War. Okay. So Freeman had expected a large compensation for his initiative in purchasing and securing Alcatraz... Yeah. It's not Freeman, it's Freeman. Sorry, see, dictation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the, the guy that bought it for $5,000, he was like, you know, the US is going to be really chuffed. I've got this and I'm going to be compensated for being such a good little American. But then the president basically turned around and went, uh, no, we're just taking it and we're not giving you anything for it. So, oh. get, yeah, get over it, basically. Yeah. So, wow. uh so Fre- uh, Fremont's family tried to sue the government, but it was unsuccessful, as you can imagine. Yeah. So President Fillmore thought that because of Alcatraz's position, it would make a great military and defence-like fortress type thing because it's so kind of foreboding and difficult to get to. So in 1853, the United States Army Corps of Engineers began fortifying the island with work which continued until 1858 when the initial version of the Al- um, of Fort Alcatraz was complete. So they just made this massive fortress, basically. Okay. Why, though? Well, I didn't delve that far into it. Oh, okay, it's think... only in ca- just in case you did. <laughs> uh, well, there was a war, apparently, a Mexican-American war. Um, oh, maybe, yeah. If not, just like, think... building forts everywhere for willy-nilly. I think around the San Francisco Bay, there were two other points that they built up as well. And it was just like to protect the area kind of thing. So they had cannons and all sorts on it. So they had like this triangle of protection. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why. Okay. But I'm not sure protect against who or... So because of the isolation created by the cold, strong currents of the water, as early as 1859, Alcatraz was used to help house soldiers that were convicted of war crimes or if they deserted the army or even just people for, like, if they said something that was considered to be treason, they they just thought, you know what, this actually is a fantastic place to put prisoners because they can't escape. So as... Yeah. As early as 1859, they were, it was military people, you know, mm-hmm. but it was already being used to hold prisoners of some description. Yeah. So this was up until 1934 when the island was finally designated officially as a federal prison. Obviously, I'm aware I have jumped a load of years, but as I said, we're not here for a history podcast, so... 
you get the gist. Yeah. 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 Native Americans, lighthouse, fortress, military people using it to put weapons and stuff on. Then it was a prison and then it was a federal prison. Yeah. Okay. How far off the coast is it? Do you know? (laughs) I'll hold on. I'll Google. I think it's either a mile or two miles. Oh, so like you could swim it, like maybe you not could... us. Oh, I don't know. One point five miles, so perfect. Yeah, one point five miles. You could swim it, but the water is freezing cold, and I've heard two different versions. I've heard that there were sharks around it, but I've also heard that there weren't sharks around it, or that the sharks that were around it were completely harmless. So how how far is the channel? Like how long's that? What? What? You know, in between France and England. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't know what you're on about. Um, it depends. In uh, in the smallest part, I think it's still, isn't it still 30 kilometres? Like, people swim that all the time, don't they? Well, I think there is basically marathon of the sea people. Yeah, but what I'm saying is people swim that, so they could definitely swim. A mile and a half. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the- yeah. I the think it's more the, the yeah, the, the like you say, the water and all the hazards, and also I suppose people will be looking for you if you do escape. True, but it, the water was freezing cold, and apparently you would be in hypothermic shock after about thirty minutes of being in the water. So. Yeah. yeah, and oh. that was if you could manage to swim through the incredibly strong currents, and in a straight line. As well, no. I mean, okay, so no one's no one's swimming it then, yeah? Is that what we're getting at? It's nobody's it's... swimming it out of pleasure, like. Yeah. Okay, so Alcatraz was designed to hold prisoners who continuously cause trouble at other federal prisons. So, ba- so we've got the worst of the worst. Yeah. So at nine forty a.m. on August eleventh, nineteen thirty-four, the first batch of one hundred and thirty-seven prisoners arrived at Alcatraz. So during the 29 years it was in use as a prison, it held some of the most notorious criminals in American history, including gangsters such as Al Capone, uh, Robert Franklin Stroud, or the Birdman of Alcatraz, as he was called, George Machine Gun Kelly and Bumpy Johnson. Why is it that like mob people always have like really cool names? Machine Gun Kelly is pretty cool. Hold yeah. on, Machine Gun Kelly, isn't he a singer? He's a rapper, isn't he? What, he was in prison there? No. <laughs> no, he's named himself after that man, I think. Oh, okay. He just thinks he's Eminem. <laughs> this he is thinks... 1934, Tash. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, okay. Gun Kelly yeah. is not currently in prison there. No. <laughs> no. It's not a prison anymore. Oh, okay. Oh, isn't it? No. No, you can you can go. No, it's completely empty now. I think they stopped using it. Um, twenty nine, so thirty in the sixties. Oh really? Hmm. I thought there were still people in prison there. Nope. You can go and visit it. Like it's a tourist attraction. Uh, road trip. So, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, Shingo <laughs> Kelly and Bumpy Bumpy Johnson. Others included Mickey Cohen, Arthur, or Doc Barker, and Alvin Creepy Carpus. Oh, that's Ooh. me. I'm Alvin Creepy Carpus. <laughs> and uh, Creepy Alvin, Carpus. Creepy... <laughs> Alvin Creepy Carpus 
uh, actually is the person who served the most time at Alcatraz than any other inmate. So Alcatraz also provided housing for the Bureau of Prison Staff and their families. So, you know, the wives and the kids of the guards and stuff, they all lived there too. Oh, no. I know, it's not a great place, is it? No. So, contrary to popular belief, it was actually possible to escape and swim all the way to shore. However, during its 29 years of operation, the penitentiary claimed that no prisoners successfully escaped. A total of 36 prisoners made 14 escape attempts, two men trying twice. But generally, they were all caught or drowned trying to swim to shore. Oh, that's sad. Is it, though? Because these are really nasty, nasty... They're pretty nasty people. Well, <laughs> you don't want them walking around. Yeah. Well, no, it's still sad. <laughs> One man made it called John Paul Scott. However, he was so exhausted from the swim, he just kind of flailed about on the shore. <laughs> he was probably like in um, hypothermic shock. And uh, yeah, so the police just got him on the other side. They were just waiting for him. So Alcatraz closed in 1963, so I was right, it was in the 60s. Um, it was mainly because it, it, I don't know why, but it cost a lot more money to have a prisoner in Alcatraz than it did in other federal prisons. Oh. And because of its proximity to the, to the sea, the buildings were getting all eroded and damaged and they, you know, it was just constant upkeep, so they decided to just shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so that's a very... A brief and kind of summarised history version. Yeah, I suppose it was expensive as well because if they had the, all the prison guards' whole families there, maybe that was... Yeah. They had to keep them, I don't know. No, I don't know why it was more expensive. I don't know. Because mm. by all accounts, it wasn't like a luxury prison or anything. It was a, it was a hellhole. Yeah. So, you remember at the beginning I was talking about American Indians, yeah? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, so 1902, so this is before it was a prison. So it's still a military, it's still military owned, I don't know, like a fortress kind of thing in 1902. So there's a soldier on the island just doing his rounds and then all of a sudden he starts to hear the sound of drums, which is really strange because there shouldn't be anybody playing the drums. He he starts to follow the sound, and as he gets closer and closer, the sound gets louder and louder. And as he gets to the point where he's sure the noise is coming from, it just stops. Oh. Oh. Yeah, and so he's like, what? And then he just never hears the sound again. What? (laughs) (laughs) What, like ever? No, he never heard drums ever again. Oh. And then... A captain was also doing his rounds, so, you know, a completely different person. And he's doing his rounds in the evening, and he starts to hear the drums. And he's convinced that his troops are just playing a trick on him because, you know, they get bored on the night shifts and stuff. So he just thought it would... Yeah, just a bit of banter. So he followed the noise, fully expecting to find his troops just messing about. And again, as he got closer to where he thought the sound was coming from, it was getting louder and louder... And he it, he thought it was coming from the dock. So he got to the dock and then it just stopped. Oh. No more drum noise. Okay. And as he's walking back, he, he, cro- he, you know, he crosses another soldier and he said, did you hear the drums? And the other guy's like, uh, no, I've got no idea what you're talking about. I didn't hear anything. 
So then the strangest part about this drumming sound is near the end of World War Two. So some soldiers that are there and they're just, um, apparently they were stacking torpedoes and ammunition and just doing army stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they start hearing the drums. I think there's like two or three of them and they can all hear these drums and they think it's very odd because nobody should be there. So they go and investigate, and again, the sound's coming from the dock. So they go to the dock, and as they get towards it, it gets louder and louder. And then when they get to the dock, they're absolutely gobsmacked because they see a circle of American Indians all sat round a fire. Some of them are drumming. Others are, like, dancing around to the beat of the drum. And they're like, what the... What on earth is going on? And they're about ready to just go over to them and say, you know, you're breaking the law by being here. You're not allowed to be here and you're definitely not allowed to have a bonfire next to a massive, like, weapon storage unit full of torpedoes. But as soon as they start walking towards the Native Americans, they vanish. (gasps) They just vanish into the air. And they all saw it? Yeah, like two or three of them, they all saw it and they just vanished into the air. That's mad. Yeah. Yeah, and it's more than one person. I always find when it's more than one person seeing it that it's not like you can be like, I must be seeing things if someone else saw it as well. So Mm. while the island served as a federal penitentiary, several guards reported extraordinary experiences, including hearing the sounds of sobbing and moaning, terrible smells, and reports of what they called the thing. (gasps) An entity that was said to appear with glowing eyes. It's a basilisk. Is that what it is? A pardon? A ba- the snake thing in Harry Potter. I was going to say, is this Harry Potter again? <laughs> <laughs> that had yellow eyes. No, this was uh, like a, a human shape, but it's just the eyes glowed red. Ugh. And they called it The Thing, yeah. Creepy. Oh, that's a horrible name for it as well. Yeah. It's creepy. Other reports were made of phantom prisoners and soldiers appearing before the guards and families who lived on the island. Reportedly, even Warden Johnston, who did not believe in ghosts whatsoever, was doing a tour, because apparently back then people could just go and, like, visit the prison, like... Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, just come and have a day out. (laughs) come and have a look at our prisoners and he's doing a tour and he hears the sound of a woman sobbing and everybody hears it and it seems to be coming from the walls and then all of a sudden there's this huge gush of freezing cold air that pushes past them all and it stops oh that's horrible isn't it yeah so and yeah they just stopped and they got this cold breeze blow blow past them and then during a christmas party at warden johnston's house so there's several guards their families and they're all having a nice time and then suddenly this ghostly man appears before them wearing a gray suit a brimmed cap and sporting the mutton chop sideburns and as they all kind of stare at him at this apparition the room suddenly turns freezing cold and the stove goes out. Like the oh. fire in the stove just, you know, off. 
I've always yeah. found that really unnecessary, like, and rude when they yeah. do that. Like, it's fucking cold and that's ag to light. It's really annoying, it's lighting a fire. Yeah, and then that poor man has to go and do it again. So I'm sure rude. that's what, you know, I'm sure that's what bothered them the most about this whole affair is that they had to light the fire again. That would bother <laughs> me. That would. I, I mean, I'd be annoyed. really scared, but that would, I'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. We've got not not got any kindling in, I've, you know. <laughs> yeah. So as this, this ghost just stood there, you're all pair of nutters of both of you. <laughs> <laughs> so as this ghost is just stood there and everybody's staring at him like terrified, he just vanished into thin air. Poof. Gone. And didn't even leave any matches. <laughs> <laughs> and the fire did not reignite itself. Yeah, rude. So yeah, yeah. Rude. yeah. See, Scary that would be clever. That would be impressive, wouldn't it? Yeah, make if you like disappeared, out, make it happen again. Yeah. Oh, oh they so, disappeared, yeah. and then their arm would suddenly come back, <laughs> and then clip them fingers, and then the fire would light again. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, thank you. I appreciate that you did that. Ghost yeah. needs right. to do better, don't they? Yeah. I'm very sorry that my ghost story is not. <laughs> impressive enough <laughs> no we love it i'll try harder <laughs> i mean maybe jazz it up yeah yeah but yeah i mean i, I i'm trying to stay to the true story nah. but yeah. make it fun, <laughs> make it fun. Yeah. <laughs> get some ambient lighting some background music <laughs> add a little bit of sparkle <laughs> sound effects <laughs> I was actually thinking, Becky, you're actually really good at uh, sound effects. So, uh, what have we had so far? You can do like a really good uh, gun, like a gun thing, gun noise. A gun thing. Yeah. <laughs> when, you was do, that? when did I do a gun noise? Oh, I don't know. In one of the previous episodes, you did the, like the click, click gun thing. And you're oh. really good at voices. You can do like the mm. hormone monster. <laughs> <laughs> And you can do a really good, like, horror film, uh, American, like, stupid woman who's about to get murdered. You do a really good impression of that. Yeah, that's yeah. All, Ameri- all, um, all films, like horror films, that usually tend to be American. And there's always some... They're always going towards the danger, saying, is anyone there? Rather than uh, running the opposite way. Yeah. Before like they the grab ghost a banana. Comes. Yeah. Like grab a banana as a weapon. Yeah. Go towards the danger. Let's all split into ones and and uh, not stick together and then go face danger separately. Yeah. i tell you what also really annoys me about like, horror films and stuff like that is nobody turns on the lights. Like... If I thought there was a ghost or a murderer in my house... Yeah, but usually the electrics have gone. Nah, I don't buy that. Just turn the fucking lights on. Like, put the put the light on your phone. And the torches never work properly, yeah, do they? Ridiculous. They always start flickering. Yeah, and it's they always have low battery. Get a candle and a match. Have a candle. Do you know what I mean? Like it would be, but it would get blown out if it was a ghost. Look, yeah, at it. it'll it'll blow out just as a just as a hands <laughs> coming going round your mouth. That's when it will be blown out. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, we're all stuffed because none of us are virgins. Because that's the <laughs> only way that you yourself, can survive. Becky. <laughs> oh, should, what? Yeah, are, are your two tash. children? Are your oh, two children what? just Jesus babies? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, Are they? I've had... <laughs> Look, twice, okay? <laughs> and and that was with a sheet in between and just a little hole in it, wasn't it, Tash? Well, yeah. You know. <laughs> no, what what <laughs> happened is she went for a wee after a boy went for a wee in the same toilet and they didn't flush the toilet in between that, wees. That's true. Do you know, that traumatised me as a kid because I think one of my siblings told me that could happen. So every time one of my like brothers or dad or anybody went to the toilet, even if I was busting, I had to wait for my sister or my mum to go so that I could go after them. <laughs> I did not want to go after <laughs> oh, Siblings are horrible, um, aren't they? What, yeah. what a dickhead, though. They must have thought oh, it was no. a right knob. <laughs> and that, and then um, after watching Jaws, I was convinced the shark was going to come out the toilet and like eat my ass. Oh look, we're back to eating <laughs> ass. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh no. Oh, I was um. Wait, I think we spoke about this before, but what used to scare me was the spiders thing. I think my sister told me that you eat a spider. Eight spiders a year or something. Yeah, but that or... is true. Yeah, but it's I couldn't sleep. I think for it's your ages. lifetime. I don't think it's a year. I think it's like in your lifetime. I'm sure yeah. we've had this conversation before. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We had it a few episodes ago, but still, I, yeah. I my my opinion still traumatized by it. Yeah, it's still. <laughs> but you know what? I think I th- I think we need two podcasts. I think we need this one that we take like proper seriously and do our you know our stuff, and then we do need another podcast where we just chat shit. Yeah, yeah, and talk about our trauma. Yeah. <laughs> of spiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Mutton Chops has been, he's turned off the uh, stove and then he's just vanished. He didn't reignite the stove. That wasn't cool enough. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't cool. He's just inconsiderate. But then again, he had Mutton Chops. Yeah, it's so. just rude. Like, do better Mutton Chops. And, and you remember me telling you that there was a lighthouse? Yes. Yes. So at some point that lighthouse got demolished and then another lighthouse was built. But the old lighthouse would suddenly just appear on foggy nights. Oh, yeah. And there'd be a really weird whistling sound and a flashing green light that would like make its way all around the island. And then when it went all the way around, then the lighthouse just disappeared again. Ooh. Like a bit alieny. Yeah, a bit. A bit, yeah. It does give me a bit like... Oh, the dimension portal kind of vibe. Yeah, you know? that's the vibe <gasps> I'm getting. You know, a yeah. gateway. Yeah, because there are creepy places where like really weird fucking shit happens, and I I honestly do think I don't know if it's like a di- you know a portal into another dimension or another I don't know I don't know what it is, but that's the vibe I'm getting from this place. So a part of the prison was called D Block. So this is the ba- this is not the place you want to go. It was also Hello? called. To get the D. I mean, it's a prison, so I imagine somebody was getting the D. But (laughs) whether they wanted it or not. (laughs) But uh, no, they were definitely not getting the D and D block because it was an isolation block. Because you definitely weren't one of their. Mm. No. So it was also called the treatment unit. So it's basically made up of 42 cells with varying degrees of restrictions, meaning uh, varying degrees of horrificness. Yeah. Hmm. So these these cells were for the really bad prisoners and the prisoners that had really fucked up, like who had murdered somebody or stabbed somebody or, you know, tried to escape or 
Yeah. So that's what those cells were there for. And they were all made facing the Golden Gate Bridge. So it had this really fierce cold wind that blew against the prison, making it freezing cold down there. And uh, one of the guards, who's a bit of a shithead, was actually known to like up the air conditioning. So it was even like more fucking freezing. So it was a very cold and not very welcoming place. I can imagine. Yeah. I didn't realise it was that cold up there. I thought California was hot. San Francisco's cold, isn't it? Is San Francisco not in California? It is, but it's chilly, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. I know deserts get cold at night. It's like one big desert, isn't it? California. Is San Francisco in California? Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm worried that it's not now. No, but I think it is because I always think it isn't and I'm always surprised that it is. Well, uh, California's huge, isn't it? Yeah, massive. California's bigger than, like, the UK. Yeah, I just put San Fran and it didn't even have to... Yeah, it's definitely in California. Yeah, it says city in California, so yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it was really cool. And they were only allowed to visit the recreation yard uh, once... Hang on. And they were only allowed to visit the recreation yard once and they were allowed two showers a week. All meals were served in their cells. They weren't allowed to mix with any of the other general population. The only diversion they had while they were in the cells was reading prison-approved material. So the Bible. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not going to be anything exciting. Um, so that was... Those cells were like isolation cells, but they, they that wasn't too bad there are worse ones so the five of the remaining cells uh, in the d block were called strip cells uh, and they were often referred to as the whole reserved for the most severe offenders of prison rules these cells were located on the bottom half of the coldest place in the prison and contained only a sink and a toilet and a low wattage bulb that the guards could turn off The prisoners' mattresses were taken away during the day and they were not allowed at any time in the yard or showers or given any reading material. Inmates could be sentenced to as many days as 19 in the hole, completely isolated and in constant state of boredom. You know as well that some of them were left there longer than that. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. And then there was one last cell known as the Oriental. Now, this is the worst one of them all. This room was designed to completely deprive the inmates of any of their, like, senses. So they were shut in a room, naked, in the dark, and all there was in this room was a small hole in the floor for pooping. Oh, that sounds absolutely awful. Oh, like a Turkish toilet. Well, yeah, I, I don't even think it was as fancy as a Turkish toilet. I think it was just a hole. Mm. So they were given a, a restricted diet, which was like two glasses of water and a piece of bread a day. Uh, and then the mattresses were taken away during the day. So they were literally just stood naked in the dark all day. Freezing. Else to do. Yeah. Freezing, yeah. So, <sighs> but apparently they, they were awful. only in... In that cell, they were only allowed to be put in for like one to two days at a time. But I mean, even even that, that's horrific. Yeah, yeah. So but a that former felt guard who, like so long. An eternity. Yeah. yeah. 
A former guard who worked there in the 90s, 40s said that it was often that they often saw a ghostly spirit of a man dressed in the late 1800 prison attire walk in the hallway next to the strip cells. On one occasion, an inmate was locked in the hole and he began to scream immediately that someone with glowing eyes was in there with him. But the guards didn't believe him because they just assumed he was freaking out because he'd heard the stories of the thing on the cell strip um, and that he was just, like, freaking out because he was in the dark and on his own. So they just left him to it. However, after hours and hours of screaming, he fell silent. So the guards went to check on him and he was dead with obvious (gasps) bruising around his neck. And it was later confirmed by a a coroner that it was not self-inflicted. Oh. See, I was thinking maybe through scared panic that he could have done that to himself, yeah. but how would they know it's not self-inflicted? I suppose it's the pattern of the bruising, isn't it? Well, it'd be pat- yeah, because he had like a very visible handprint bruises around his neck, so yeah. Oh, that's terrifying. Uh, th- th- what makes it slightly worse is the next day when all the prisoners lined up to be countered, he was in the fucking lineup. Oh my god, don't I feel sick. And when the guards, you know, kind of did a double take like you're dead, you shouldn't be in the lineup, he just vanished. Oh fuck off. <laughs> oh sorry, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That's no, oh, that's too much though, yeah. isn't it? That's that was pretty yeah, pretty horrible. So there was a laundry room that they randomly smelt smoke in and they'd go and check and it'd be absolutely full of bellowing black smoke and it would literally just vanish in the space of seconds like it would just not be there. So the smoke would be so thick that they couldn't breathe. They'd shut the door, they'd go and get something to put the fire out, they'd go back in and there was nothing. Oh, my God. And then there was a ghost also in the laundry room. There was a ghost of um, a murderer called The Butcher. So he was um, part... In the 1930s, he was a hitman for Murder, Inc. Have you heard of them? Have you heard of that? No. Uh, It's just like a mobster, gangster thing, I think. I'm not sure. I didn't really look into it. Is that like Murder, Inc.? Yes. (laughs) Monsters, Uh, Inc.? He was a hitman for them, and they were responsible for thousands and thousands of murders. Hence why he was called the Butcher. Anyway, he got murdered in that laundry room, and apparently psychics have gone in there and picked up and described him to a T. So apparently... Still hanging out. He's still in there, just like hanging out. And the other strange thing is the guards would often all of a sudden hear like horrendous screaming and guns being fired and like all this kerfuffle and they'd hit the deck because they'd be like, you know, the inmates are rebelling. It's all kicking yeah. off. And, that you know, they'd go to see what the fuck was going on and nothing, there was nothing going on. There was this... The guns and noises that they were hearing did not exist. So, of course, as you can imagine, there have been numerous accounts of people hearing the sounds that you would expect from a haunted prison. So doors closing by themselves, screaming disembodied voices, pots and pans clanging together and then stopping as soon as anybody opened the door. The part that used to be the old hospital apparently was pretty horrific as well because I don't think treatment was particularly pleasant and if somebody had gone a bit 
loopy because uh, I think a lot of people in Alcatraz like went mad because it was horrific. So oh. they'd be tied down on a hospital table for days on end. Um, so that the, the old hospital part, uh, people hear screaming and disembodied voices. And yeah, they, they probably went a bit crazy from being shut in the hole with a demon who strangles people. Yeah. Things that haunted or not, if you shut me naked in a room where I can't see anything and I can't comfortably poo, I will scream. And I, I, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be in I don't like the dark very much as it is and to be in that vulnerable position. And you can't get out, you've got no choice. you oh, it's just horrendous. Yeah, and then throw a ghost horrendous. in the mix. Absolutely. Scream. So basically anything that you would expect of a haunted prison, Alcatraz has it. Does it have I've got it all. Does it have a ghost doctor like um or anything like that. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. You know, yes, like one of the really evil doctors that yeah. did like horrible experiments. Like, I didn't come across that. But yes, I can see why you'd think. Yeah. That's more in um like um the old um like the mental in um institution. Uh, insane asylums. Yeah, into, yeah. yeah, I couldn't think of the word insane insane asylums there. Yeah, that's where you think a doctor, an evil doctor would be. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Al Capone, so as I said earlier, Al Capone was in Alcatraz and as he was quite the gangster, he managed to get, I don't know, he got friendly with some guards and he managed to get some privileges. So he actually had the only cell in the whole place that was carpeted and he was allowed um, a little ba- <laughs> a little banjo. Um, he had a really rough oh, yeah. time in, in prison where he was such a renowned gangster, I think, other inmates wanted to prove that they were bigger and harder, so he got beaten up quite a lot, and he actually one day got attacked and got stabbed quite severely. He didn't die, he recovered. But after that, he didn't want to go into the recreation area at all, so the guards allowed him to just take his banjo and go and play in the showers. Yeah. And apparently, to this day, when people are visiting Alcatraz, you can hear a banjo playing in the shower area. Ding, 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 That's ding, weird, because he didn't die there. Nah. No, no, he didn't. He went mad and ended up going to a mental institution. He went he... mad from being mm. in there, though. Yeah, and syphilis. Did really? Well, well, there you go. I, think he, I don't know if he got that before or, or, or whilst he was in there. But yeah, that also Ooh. contributed to his like face because syphilis makes you go all rotten, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, it's pretty it? pretty uh, gnarly as syphilis when it's not treated. Wow, I didn't Ooh. know that. Yeah. So, of course, more recently, Alcatraz is now like more of a tourist attraction. Loads of people go and visit it just for its really interesting history and for its paranormal reputation. Um, and actually, quite recently, in 2014, an English couple were on holiday and the woman took a photo with her iPhone through one of the cell windows. Yeah. yeah. And when she looked at the photo, there was a woman sat on the bed in the cell looking through the window at her. And so she kind of freaked Ooh. out and looked in the cell and there was nobody there. Do you have so, that yeah. picture? Um, yeah, it, I can, it's online. I found it. So yeah, I can I can send it and we can post it on Instagram and yeah. Facebook and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, all 
I can think is that I can totally see why Alcatraz gained its nickname as Helcatraz and not Azkaban. Yes. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's a sto- that's the story of haunted Alcatraz. Oh, well done! Oh, there you go. It was really interesting, actually, because like all the prisoners that I, it was so difficult because I wanted to go more into the history of the prisoners and what they'd done and why they were there and how horrible they were. But then that's not my side of the thing. I had to talk about the ghosts and the hauntings and stuff. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely Alcatraz is a super, super interesting place. And the history is really, uh, yeah, really interesting. So I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, well done. Yeah, I did. I'll have to do a murder where they went to Alcatraz. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I bet anything like that, an old prison and or like an old hospital, I bet they're really, really creepy to walk around. Yeah. Well actually the um the what was his name? The first guy, the birdman. What yeah. was his name? Hang on, let me find it in my notes, shuffling my papers. Uh Robert Franklin Stroud. Yeah. He he was a proper psychopath and they called him the Birdman because in prisons previous to arriving to Alcatraz, he he started by rescuing I think it was three or four little baby birds from a nest and he kept them and brought them up and saved them and stuff. But he ended up having like hundreds of birds in his cell and had like his own little bird business where people could buy his birds and he'd post them. That doesn't seem very sanitary. Uh, No, no. He was covered. Apparently his cell and him were just covered in bird shit. Oh. That literally makes me feel so And yeah. he, he had hundreds, hundreds <laughs> of birds. And he actually wrote a book about diseases of canaries or something like that. But he was a proper fucking Ooh. weirdo and a psychopath. So, yeah. Sounds it. Maybe that's one for you to do, Bex. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What What was he in there for? Uh, I think he killed somebody. And I think he turned himself in. I think he just killed somebody and then went to the police and was like, I just killed someone. But then when he got to prison, he killed more people. He killed more people in prison than he did before going to prison. With his army of birds. With his birds, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well done. We're all done. Another one done. That was episode 11. Well, how did you find that? Well, did you know that, that that Alcatraz was haunted, or did you? What did you search to find that? I think I'd heard about it being haunted, and I think probably back in the day when I used to watch like Ghost Hunters and stuff like that, I think they'd probably been to Alcatraz or a program like that, you know? Yeah. So I just, yeah, I just went haunted Alcatraz and boom, boom, stuff. yeah, yeah. Well, there's quite a lot there as well. Lots of different ones. Yeah. Like, like the London Underground. Yeah, I didn't actually uh, state any of my references because that was all my own words. So that was all me. Well done. Just, I mean, obviously, and Google. Oh, but... yeah. And um, I was thinking, because like, quite often I forget. Uh, yeah, mine was a documentary. I'll, I'll put it on. If, if, I do, if I forget to mention on the podcast my sources or whatever, I'll put it on... Um, Either in the episode description or, or on Instagram or something. I'll have to. We'll have yeah. to figure out where we can put it. Yeah. Uh, mine's it's... always, nearly always. I think this one was Wikipedia Murderpedia, 
And I think I um it wasn't a forensic files. I'll have to find the name of the documentary. Cool. That I watch. Cool. Oh, it's just it was just called Oh Real Stories. It's a real stories real documentary. Stories. Yeah. That's real. Like so yeah. not to keep banging on about it, guys, but if you are listening on Spotify, please, if you are enjoying the podcast, please could you click follow? It doesn't cost anything and it helps us out loads. And if you want to give us a you know a little rating, why not? Yeah. Uh, and on Apple Podcasts again, if you could follow us and give us a rate, uh, a rating or a review, that'd be awesome. You can follow us on Facebook. Just tap it and um, type in Spine Chillers and Serial Killers Podcast, and we're there. Um, and if you could share our Facebook group and tell your mates, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And you can email Becky. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Chillers dot. Killers. No, it's it's chillers. It's chillers.killers.pod at gmail.com. So yeah, any of your like I said earlier, any of your ghost ghost stories, home time murder stories, something that you find creepy or something that happened to you. It could be creepy in a scary way, in a funny way. Whatever whatever tickles your fancy, just uh, I tell you what I tell you what I'd be actually be really really interested in is I want to do an episode about hospital ghosts. And I not just uh you know insane asylum, but actual hospital ghosts. Because I think like I don't know that we should I do think... that. That's horrible. <laughs> Why? Like so scary. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Tash. So if there are any nurses or doctors or anybody in the medical uh, profession who works in a in a hospital and you've seen something spooky or creepy or you know if one of your patients has said something creepy before they died or i'd really like to know so if you could email that in or messages on facebook or dm tash on instagram that'd be awesome because i will i will definitely add it into my episode that i'll do probably next month yeah no that'd be cool, cool. yeah and tash what's the instagram yes which is S-C-S-K underscore podcast um, on Instagram. So, yeah, look forward to hearing from you there. Yeah. yeah, join in. Join in. Get involved. That's what we want. I quite often do polls or questions. So, you know, uh, please answer. Yeah. Yes. And also, the, the, more, the more people we have on there, the more stories we'll get, the more interesting things we'll get, and the better we'll get at telling stories as well. And laugh and laugh Absolutely. about it. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. Yeah. All right, well, thank you again, everyone, for listening. And uh, stay safe. Don't kill people. And keep it weird. Bye. Bye. Bye.